had to wear the OG sneak disc hat with the Lokes. Had to wear the hat up high so I could fit the Lokes under it. We got some people doing some nasty work in the sneaker community. Hoo yeah. Had to go with my Jodeci look. Hoo yeah. There's some people in the sneaker community doing some nasty work. Snitching on social media. There are some snitches in the sneaker community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats is using social media to snitch on other sneaker community members. I said, I don't think you heard me. I said, there's people on Twitter snitching on the community. For whatever reason, they just can't charge it to the game. They insist on being nasty. They insist on being nasty. Nasty in social community. We're going to talk about it, though. Sneaker fetish. You went from sneaker detective to sneaker chief to sneaker interaction farmer to sneaker snatch. What's my favorite word? Snatch. But we're going to talk about it. Appreciate everybody at Pivot Sites. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. Get yourself a little discount and free shipping on all your orders. Like I said, go to G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. That's getpivot.com. Order yourself some some no-shows, some ankle socks, some highs, some stripes, some designs. Man, make your make your sneakers fit right. Stop wearing them thin socks. Get you some thick ones. Absorb that stank. Save your sneakers. Also, appreciate everybody over at Sneak Apparel. Like I said, I'm going to go to Sneak Apparel. Use the promo code for this. Get yourself some of these nice sunglasses. The sun is coming out. The sun is coming out in some places. If your eyes ain't protected, go ahead and get you some of these joints. They're fire. High quality. The box is fire. The sunglasses fire. Get you some tortoise browns. These are tortoise browns. You might not be able to tell on the sneaker podcast camera frame setup I got right now, but these are tortoise brown. Maybe you can see it, but you can get yourself some black ones if you like. Maybe some more colors down the road. I'm not sure the plan for them, but shout out to them. Like I said, use the promo code for this. That's the number four D-I-S-S. Get yourself a discount. Get your eyes ready for the summer. You feel me? Yo. Sneak this podcast episode 325. Obviously, still in the closet. Shout out to my OG George. That's the OG. You know, obviously, we're still, uh, you know, 
I'm still not sure where I want to take the podcast, but I do want to start the podcast by giving a, a big, big shout out to the homie Mike from uh, We're Just the Messengers podcast, man. And, uh, you know, shout out to that whole team over there, Mo and Drew, you know, um, there's a lot of people that are encouraging me to make sure I continue the podcast in some capacity. You know, right now I'm really comfortable with the closet right now, more because it works really well for my time schedule, um, for how busy I am. Um, and, you know, it, it just a lot easier to just come to the closet, pod, wrap it up and get back to my life with my family and kids. You know, like I said before, and I've said it many times and you probably already sick and tired of me hearing it. But on podcast days that me and George record, I leave the house at four in the morning and I get back home at about nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. And I've been doing that for seven years. And that's a lot of time away from my family and stuff like that. And like I said, I appreciate every single one of you um, for like, like sharing and subscribing to this podcast. Um, we're about almost at about one point five million downloads between Apple, Spotify, you know, Podbean, whatever you listen to this podcast on. Um, and obviously YouTube is YouTube. So, um, but I appreciate everybody. And as of right now, I'm going to continue this in the closet. I'm going to get people on the phone to have more discussions with other people. Um, we will go back to the studio into some capacity, maybe at some point, maybe twice a month, once a month. I don't know. Um, a lot of that comes down to one cost two, how much time I want to continue to put into this and take away from my family, you know? Um, so like I said, man, if I continue this podcast, you know, it's going to be people like Mike from We're Just the Messengers podcast that really encouraged me. We talked on the phone, talked. I know some of y'all don't know what talk means. And this is, this is all Mike. You know what I mean? He'll text me like, call me. He don't just text. Call me, call me, call me, call me. I finally gave him a call, found a good time for him to talk. We talked for about an hour and a half, just about podcasting. And that's the one thing that I love about podcasting is building those connections with people that he lives in South Carolina, building those connections with people that I never thought that I would verbally talk on the phone with. Like I don't know him from anything. We're complete strangers, pretty much. We cool. We social media homies, but we're essentially strangers. He don't know me that well, and I don't know him that well, but we know each other from the work and efforts we put into our podcast show. So shout out to We're Just a Messengers podcast. Go subscribe. Go check it out. It's regular cats talking about all the same current events as some of the other podcasts, but with a, a, a more perspective from just being a, a, a regular person versus a celebrity or somebody, you know, on social media, you know what I mean? But, you know, we got a lot to talk about today, you know, may upset some. May bother some. Um, some of you may not like what I have to say and may not want to listen again. I, 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 I have to speak on this topic, and you probably heard it at the top of the show. Uh, and and sneaker fetish on Twitter, some nasty work. Like. I'm sorry. It's some nasty work. And you guys can put up with it and all that stuff. That's fine. I, you can sit there and after I have to say what I say later in the podcast, you can sit there and say, yo, why don't you unfollow? Why don't you block them? You? Nah, I don't do that. Once we follow each other, we follow each other. I don't block nobody based off of nothing I don't like seeing or stuff like that. I don't care. Unless it's violent or 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 racist or, you know, unethical, or, you know, something of those sorts. But just sneaker personalities 
on there being nasty. I ain't worried about that, man. Now, he's more than welcome to block me, mute me, talk junk about me. That's the reason why we built this podcast is so we can say what we want to say, how we feel, and we could take it as well. Anybody who ever has anything bad or negative to say about us is more than welcome. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to block you. I may have a little bit back and forth. I'm not going to argue with you. I, it, it, it doesn't matter. But we'll get to that. What's my favorite word? Sniatch. Uh, pickups this week. I got zero pickups, I think. I'll be honest with you. The weeks are sort of blending extremely, extremely fast. Um, you know, I feel like I'm on social media still taking a look at stuff, a lot of sales, a lot of new releases and stuff like that. And I feel like the week is flying by so fast. I couldn't remember if I hit cop or not. Like, I can't remember. There's been a lot of sites and stuff. I've added stuff to cart, but I don't know. You know, I'm sort of taking a low key, trying to like chill just a little bit. Like I said, man, I, I don't know if y'all saw my post, but I just paid for a roof of the house. I ain't never had to pay for a major home thing like that. Me and my wife had to take care of that. That was insane. All right. Spending about 8000 on a roof is crazy. Um, but shout out to the roofers, man. They did a great job. And shout out to my wife for, you know, making sure that was taken care of. Uh, shout out to my wife, man. Like I said, you know, Mike is a big person that encouraged me to continue the podcast. And my wife, you know what I mean? She's fine with it either way. But, you know, I appreciate her encouragement when it does come down to the podcast. You know, she wants me to continue it. She just wants me to kind of get better at it and organize it and, and make sure that I'm good personally. Personally. Um, if I want to continue the podcast, you know what I mean? Like if it, the podcast is going to drive me crazy, then I'm going to come home and drive her crazy. You know what I mean? Um, especially for no money. Like the podcast feels like a second job a lot of times. And you know what, for those who work multiple jobs and able to maintain a great household and a great relationship with your kids and, and wife and family and stuff like that, I applaud you. You know what I mean? But that's something that I don't know if I have the mental capacity to do, especially without being paid. You know, so um, a shout out to my wife. It was our 13 year anniversary. You know, she's my everything. And I, I just really appreciate her for um, her support. I'm with anything. And I'm not just talking about sneaker podcast. I'm talking about my career. I'm talking about, you know, it's everything, you know, right now with soccer with my son. And, you know, she she really means the world to me. And I, I you know, sometimes life can feel so good. Sometimes it scares you. You know, I'll be honest with you. And I'm having a real conversation with you right now. Sometimes life could be so good. Sometimes it scares you because you just like waiting like, oh, crap. Like, you know, we're just almost programmed nowadays to just almost expect something. You know what I mean? And it sucks that we're built like that right now. But, you know, hopefully, you know, I continue to be blessed, you know, and, you know, can handle any adversity that comes our way. But, you know, I, I think I have the best, um, you know, running mate you know, possible, you know, through life, you know, right now. So shout out to her, you know, um, that's my beautiful wife, Rocio. She's also one of the top realtors in the state of Arizona. If you're looking for a home in the state of Arizona, check her out. I mean, my wife started a scholarship fund for single moms. You know, I want to talk about that for a second. Sorry. Uh, my wife, you know, I'm not going to get on here and talk about like our story growing up and how we met and stuff like that. But, you know, my wife was a single mom and, you know, my oldest son, who's my stepson, he's 23 now, and he was uh, two years old, two or three years old when me and my wife met. And she was a single mom taking night classes, and I used to watch um, my son now. I used to watch him while she went to class. You know, we were friends, and, you know, and 
it was going to community college. We went to community college. We both started at a community college, and it was going to community college and her hard work and drive and perseverance that got her to where she is right now. And it was, you know, me, you know, being that addition in her life, you know, to help, you know, root her on and guide her and help do the same with me, you know, um, with the successes and blessings in her life, you know, in our lives that we've created, you know, uh, she's been able to start a college scholarship fund on the community college level um, to support single mothers, you know, who are looking to cover so many costs, you know, from books or classes, tuition, whatnot. And she's doing a phenomenal job at it. You know, it's called the Rose Fund. Um, maybe I can get the QR code on the screen. Maybe you can scan the screen if you want to donate a dollar to a trillion dollars, whatever you want to donate. But that money goes directly to the school, to a single mother you know, um, who was looking to better herself, you know, that was my wife and she succeeded in doing so. And, you know, I feel blessed to be a part of providing, you know, some philanthropy, um, through education and encouragement, um, for people who are having a hard time and don't know where to begin, where to go. My wife has done that. And that's something that, um, you know, she inspires me, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, it's it's really encouraging. You know, my wife is truly uh, one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And, um, you know, I think it's just awesome, you know, what she wants to do, uh, regardless of all of our successes. You know, she wants to make sure that we can provide and give back as much as we can. So uh, I'm going to get the QR code. Hopefully you can see it on the screen somewhere. If you want to scan, donate a dollar, donate a trillion dollars. You know, let her know to sneak this podcast into you. You know what I mean? Um, unboxings. So, um, I may have unboxed this pair before. I may have unboxed both of these before. I, I, I can't remember. You know, bear with me. Okay? I'm just doing a sneaker podcasting. I'm doing my best. All right? You know, maybe that, maybe that one or two per people. Um, you know, maybe that be that one. That one person or somebody that's going to get on here and be like, yo, bro, you already unboxed that. Fam, leave me alone. Me and George have talked about these on the podcast at nauseum early, early on Sneak This Podcast. I'm talking episodes one through, shoot, 100, all right? Um, this is a, a, a trainer that George, Ryan, and I went heavy on when it dropped. Um, but these are the Nike Zoom Revis. Nike orange box, size 10. Um, if you look at this unboxing I do and you say to yourself, yo, I want to go and go to StockX and cut myself a pair, go a half size up. Trust me. Also, trust me when I say this, one of the most comfortable Nikes ever created, the most comfortable Nike trainer ever. And what I mean by trainer is your Bo Jacksons, your... your uh, Ken Griffey's, you're that trainer line. I don't mean like training for a marathon. Comfort, okay? A lot of people don't remember Durrell Revis, you know, obviously Revis Island, cornerback in the NFL, had a, 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 a run of, you know, being unstoppable at his position in the NFL. He had his first signature sneaker, and it was his first and his last. They created a Zoom Revis too. And I can't remember the reason why, but they voided it out. Revis is also super duper tied to John Geiger. John Geiger, from what he says, I think, I can't remember, was really heavy in helping him with this Nike design of the sneaker. I don't know. 
they had a relationship at some point, stylist and athlete. I don't know. Uh, obviously, John Geiger moved on to do his own thing. Darrell Revis is now a retired um, NFL player. He may be in the Hall of Fame already. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, I had uh, probably about four or five pairs of these. I think George had about three. Ryan had about 27. Um, and this right here uh, isn't my favorite colorway. Um, but these were, and the laces are in it. I had the, I took the laces out here, are the laces right here, I took the laces out. Cause I think I had cleaned them or was going to clean them or something like that. Um, but these are one of the, this sneaker right here was one of probably the most heavy sneakers that was like really signature heavy, meaning like player number, player name and stuff like that. If you can see on, oh, you know what? Actually, where's it at? Ooh. Maybe only some of them did. I feel like one of the other colorways had a number 24 somewhere. That was his jersey number. I could be wrong. Um, but these ones right here have Revis. Um, I don't know if you can see it. Zoom Revis on the tongue. Um, these are kind of dusty. I haven't pulled these out in a really, really long time. I'm probably not doing it any justice with how it looks, but it has dope material. It has the fly knit, has the Velcro strap. The Velcro strap is the best material. It's that plastic that, like, gets really ashy or foggy for whatever reason. Um, the inside was extremely, extremely comfortable. Oh, you're not going to be able to see on here, but the Giant 24 was inside the shoe. So it's a 24 on the insole. You can't see it probably on here. That's the bottom full-length zoom. Um, this is one of the few sneakers to me. You could feel the zoom, like legit feel the zoom, like you step and you felt it, like you felt that pressure. Like I said, I do recommend recommend going a half size up. If you look at this unboxing and say, yo, let me go look for a pair. You can find extremely cheap pairs on eBay. I follow a lot of the colorways that I didn't cop. I had the Jets Emerald Green. I had the Wolf Gray. I had the Red and I had the Black and Volt. Oh, and I had the Brown and Camel pair. Um, I never had the Knicks colorway. Um, and then maybe like one or two other ones maybe that I didn't have. So I guess I actually had quite a bit. Simple was the only one that bought like four or five of each colorway. But y'all know Simple. Shout out to my dog, Simple. Um, but you know, one thing about these was that like, it really cared about the sort of casual aspect. So that Velcro right here, one thing that George and I appreciated was that when you wore them casually, a lot of people don't wear your shoes anymore fully strapped up, fully laced up, fully tied up like they used to. You wore them more casual. So it had this little Velcro piece in the Velcro strap. So when you wanted to wear your Velcro loose, it just wasn't hanging. It just wasn't hanging. You could bend it and attach it to that Velcro piece. Boom. You ain't got to have your sneaker Velcroed up. And, you know, I wish I had the laces in here to make it look better, but... um. You know, it had the ZR right there, Zoom Revis. Um, but that little additional piece right there, I always thought was really thoughtful. Kept the strap from just flopping everywhere like wildly. You know, you could wear them loosely. It didn't let the, you know, um, they didn't put the, the soft Velcro here and the, the rough Velcro here. Because that's the one thing that I will tell you when it comes to sneakers. When people put the rough Velcro here and you want to wear your loose strap, and then it starts snagging your laces and snagging your shoe and gets pulls. This right here is a very thoughtful thing, putting the rough here and the soft here. Maybe all sneakers are like that. I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I've had plenty of sneakers where the Velcro was connect, snatching my laces, snatching the material on the shoe and ruining it. But that little tiny additional piece of Velcro right there so I could bend it down, 
bam, and now where I'm casually loose, like, I, I ain't got to run the 40 today. You know, I'm just going down the street, you know, to go post up with the homies. You know what I mean? But I really like these a lot. These, to me, are one of the greatest trainers of all time. That's no joke. Um, and, I, and I really do like these a, a whole, whole lot. So, um, another I'm going to unbox. I unboxed the white pair that Simple had got me from Feature. Um, I did eventually get the gray pair. Well, I actually got the gray pair off sneakers app when it dropped. Not sure if it was just one that a lot of people didn't want or if it was just a lot of pairs. I don't know. I mean, you know how it is. When you hit on sneakers, you kind of have to wonder. You know what I mean? You you just wonder. Like, you know, did, anybody, did nobody not want them or or whatever. Um, but it was the Sakai Cortez um, SP, the Zoom Cortez Sakai. Obviously, gigantic box. Bow bow um look i like really big boxes and i like specialty boxes i really do but i wish they made more of the regular box sizes more special or all special boxes were uniformed in the exact same size. These gigantic boxes and specialty boxes, they'll throw the feng shui off in your closet. They will. Because once you get to stacking sneakers, and then you got to figure out what to do with these giant ones, you got to make a whole new section for giant and, and specialty boxes. And none of them are the same, you know. Um, but, you know, um, obviously, you know, paper uh and I, I i do have a specific sort of point of view about these sneakers you know sakai is one of those ones that like really put forth effort to me in trying to make something different trying to make something innovative they put their best foot forward when trying to give sneakerheads what they want you can't say about a sakai sneaker like oh they're all the same they may have hints of things that are similar to previous ones, things that are like what you would consider a signature Sakai thing, you know, the the over-exaggerated heel, um, the double laces, the double tongue. Those are sort of signature Sakai things with Nike um, to a certain point. You know, they got the flat laces and a rope laces as the double. This right here is a Cortez, and it's a gray sneaker. I'm not a huge fan of gray sneakers. There are only a few amount of gray sneakers that I really, really appreciate and like. Um, and cool gray 11s aren't them. Cool gray 11s are awful to me, you know, just for the record. Um... But I really love this sneaker in hand. I've wore the white pair. I'm a huge Cortez fan. The issue I have with this Sakai is, is that the attempt to make them unique, to make them different, to make them Sakai, it altered the shape a lot. It made the shoe wide in certain areas and slim in certain areas. If you look inside of here, it's double. You know, it's like a double collar. You can see it. It's like one collar, two collar. That makes it much thicker and wider in the back. It makes it wider when you put your foot in. The double laces and keeping them tight tries to keep it slim in the front. Um, but when you, essentially when you put this on foot, your foot almost spreads out like flapjacks. Like it gets really wide. Um, and I haven't yet, I got the white pair during winter. I believe it was winter. 
I haven't worn a pair with shorts. Maybe they look better with shorts. With jeans, I'm not really feeling it right now. And that's the white pair. Um, it's the shape and everything of the shoe. Um, you know, it's one of those things for me where it's like I love the shoe a lot. I love to have it. I'm going to wear it eventually. I'm going to wear the white ones again. I need to figure out what to do with this, how to wear it. Maybe it's not these type of jeans. Maybe it's with shorts. Maybe it's loose. Maybe it's take out a lace. Maybe, it, you know, you got to figure it out with Sakai's. But, um, you know, but these are dope. It got the visible zoom air in the front. And, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those ones to have, man. You know, I like it a lot. And like I said, I have quite a few Cortezes. And, you know, I just kind of throw it in there. I consider this part of the Cortez uh, collection or whatnot. So, uh, but that's my unboxings. Like I said, I like to try to open up something classic or old and then open up something a little bit newer. Um, I, you know, I like to try to do unboxing as much as I can when I come to the closet. But I'll tell you, you know, when you come to the closet and look around, I can't figure out what I've done before. I can't figure out if it's worth it. But essentially, you know, Sneaker just appreciates seeing sneakerheads who watch the podcast and anybody who just enjoys sneaker content just essentially likes seeing. Um, and I think probably for me and George, especially, we talk about sneakers a lot. I'm not giving you a tour of my closet. I'm not giving you a, a rundown. I'm not doing sneaker reviews. I'm not going through my collection. I'm not going to take out all my whatevers and lay them. I'm not doing all that. The best I can give you in his unboxing here. And, you know, if I could come in here and look at something to think maybe I haven't before, I'll do so. But, you know, like I said, I appreciate every single person who listens, subscribes, shares this podcast, man. Go to the, any podcast platform you listen to. Go ahead and leave a review, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. I need those, you know, uh, you know, additional motivation after doing over 300 episodes, you know, to do this podcast, man. So leave those reviews on Apple. Leave those reviews and whatnot on Spotify, subscribe, and all that. I will be doing a top 10 today. Haven't done one in a while. Um, this is sort of based off a conversation with a friend, you know, one of the homies. You know, we were going through sneakers and stuff yesterday, you know, him, me, and George, and we were talking about sneakers and things that are getting ready to come out. And, you know, he has kind of said that he's noticing that Nike is sort of weaning back a little bit on the Air Maxes, um, you know, in the future and whatnot. And, you know, you've noticed a big, big shift in what people are legit wearing and rocking. You don't see a lot of going crazy for Air Maxes and stuff like that anymore. We're talking about the last probably two to four years. There's been some insane, legit fire Air Maxes coming out. I'm talking quality that's unmatched. We're talking about from casinas to just any like crep packs coming out. Um, crep packs uh, we're talking about your og silver bullets we're talking about og gold bullets i'm talking about a lot of fire air max stuff coming out and no one seems to care seeing silver bullets at the outlet is insane how it should be you should be able to cop a, a silver bullet by now you just should um on a regular basis if you need it um, the issue with that is, is that um, no one is like running in those sneakers anymore. People used to run in their Max 97s and stuff like that. No one's running in those anymore. Um, there are a lot of running specific sneakers out there. So, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I'm doing top 10 Air Max 97s to me. And yes, we've probably done this once or twice already in the past. Bear with me. Okay. Bear with me. 
also did my list off the top of my head. I'm actually pleased with my list because I legit believe in it and, I, and I, I feel it. Maybe not in the right order. I don't know. But, you know, one thing about doing a sneaker podcast is being able to build those type of type 10, top 10 lists off the top of your head and being able to build off conversation just off the top of your head. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of shows your, um, you know, your, your stamp in the community. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. I don't know. Uh, releases reach down and get my notepad because i wrote these down uh quite a few releases coming out i'm gonna give the releases out all the way through the 28th and like i said in the past these are subject to change okay if you listen to this podcast to get what comes out this week (laughs) you're already screwed all right some of these releases could be european releases some of these releases can be uh, it doesn't who knows Sneakers app, European, U.S., sneaker boutiques. We have no idea where these dates come from. We get these off the Go app. That's all we know. That's right now for us the best location to get them. They typically have all the pictures and are somewhat accurate. Um, And they also don't fill it with a lot of fluff, you know. Um, So I'll do Jordan Brand first. I've been breaking it up like that. Jordan Brand, then Nike, then Adidas, New Balance, and so forth on that. But we got a lot coming out this week. Um, we got the Jordan one white cement OG high. Yeah. You know, I will say the pictures look better than the original mock-up. So what we thought was going to come out, I appreciate the vintage look, but like, it's like one of those things where it's like when you build a hot fudge sundae you know it's like you got your ice cream you got your hot fudge and you put some caramel and then you put some fruit topping then you put some peanuts or some almonds or some whipped cream and some more chocolate it just hurts your stomach after a while you know these right here it's just too much cement for me it's just too much like it's not it's tacky do they suck no but they're tacky to me uh we got the jordan 6 cool gray look i've been on record for saying that i only like jordan sixes that are solid color these are nice they're okay like i'm not mad at these they don't look too bad with the paneling um it has like the cool gray planet paneling throughout the shoe if the shoe would have been all solid gray fire all white with gray on the mist fire it's not for me you know, I used to be a huge Carmine fan, but, you know, I think I bought Carmines the first time they retroed, rocked them for a little bit, and was like, yeah, these ain't for me. Um, these were classics back in the day, you know, but after a while, I'm like, these ain't for me. The Olympics, you know, I think a Ray Allen were the Olympics, uh, Olympic Sevens in the Olympics. We thought they were fire. I wore them one time to dinner with Georgia and Hannah, me and my wife, never wore them again. I, I couldn't tell you if I still have them or not. I have no idea. Um, also, Jordan 12, I'm a manier. What's my favorite word? Sniatch. We're going to talk about that. This is a women's release. Um, obviously, I think all of the I'm a manier releases have been women with extended sizes, I believe. Um, I know the threes were. Um, I can't remember if the ones or twos were. I, I don't know. But typically, they do a lot more things leaning towards the women um, with extended sizes. So it's like, honestly, it's really unisex. All right. But look, if you were a nine and a half, you got to cop an 11. You know, they make up to like size 15, I think, in women's. Like, I, 
you know. Um, I mean, they're clean, you know. I mean, they're actually really nice, to be honest with you. I like them a whole, whole lot. Um, my thing is, is they're 12s, you know. Um, it's one of those ones where you like, oh, my God, these look really, really nice. I like these a whole, whole lot. And then you pay about, I think they're about 240 shipped, I think. Um, and then you get them and you get them in your hand and you say, wow, the box is cool. Nice materials. This nice. And at some point you go, oh man, this is a 12. It's a 12. I don't know if it's going to resell. I have no idea. It's a 12. They're probably reselling now for a decent price. Um, because nobody don't have their pairs in hand yet. I think today is when they announced the winners to it or whatnot, but it's a 12. It's not whack by any means. Clean materials, fire, colorways, fire, the white and the black. It's just once you get at home and after that initial, all oh, these is clean, these is fire, you go, this is a 12. What am I going to do with this? A 12s are, are legit. Boots. They're they're boots. There's no denying it. They're they're a boot. Um for Nike, we got the Air Max One Kreps. The Grays, fire. I have one or two Kreps. Um they're typically a more heavy Air Max. The sole is way more solid and it has the Krep gum bottle, gum gum bottom, sort of similar to like a um it's like a thin layer of like a uh, like a wallaby. Thin rubber gum bottom. Um, they're really heavy sneakers. Nike has released uh probably about three or four versions of like their crep. Um, the first two came out with like overseas exclusives. I think George and I got those from End, um, End Clothing over in UK. And then there've been a couple other ones that released stateside. I think as of recently, the ones that were like the hemp. They look like sort of hemp. Had the aqua swoosh and the crep on the bottom. Uh, crep on the bottom clean but these gray ones fire i might cop these at some point they're under retail right now reasonably priced on every website they're sitting if you're looking for a fire air max one go cop those um we got the ispa mind body olive greens i appreciate ispa ispa is one of those brands um those nike extensions that um They try. They don't have an edit button, but they try. They try to give you something different every release. They try to give you something that stands out for the norm. Do they sell really, really well? Ugh, I don't know. Do they overdo it at times? I don't know. You see a lot of ISPA stuff on sale, I mean, for the longest. Like, you can go anywhere. That stuff is under retail and on sale in a lot of places. I appreciate a lot of it. I don't know how to wear it yet. I own maybe one or two ISPA joints. I had copped one in the prior from the outlet. It was just too much for me. I returned it. Um, but the ISPA, like I said, man, they put forth effort to like really try to give you something different. Um, Nike ACG mock. Come on, fam. Like if you're going to make a moccasin, I, I can't tell if you're, if you're at least for casual or do you legit think somebody is wearing these for like all condition, you know, purposes like 
someone wearing these to the lake or the the kayaks. Like, I don't know. What are these for? I don't know. Um, the Nike Zoom Vomero 5. This is the women's photon dust. The Vomero. It's part of my topic line. Shout out to Ruby. Me and her had a little bit of back and forth about, you know, you know, she didn't like that I was sort of speaking on behalf of women um, in the sneaker community when it came to certain topics. Um, these are a women exclusive Vomero. Like, uh, are women looking for an exclusive Vomero? Just make a bunch of Vomeros and a, and a decent amount of smaller sizes. I, I don't understand a women's exclusive Vomero. Like, does that just mean, like, sorry, men, size 11 and up? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, who are you sticking it to with a Vomero exclusive? Like, I'll talk about it. Um, Nike Cosmic Unity 2 Sisterhoods? Fam, I appreciate the efforts in trying to do some sneaker with your something different with shapes and stuff like that with Nike basketball. But this sneaker right here is an is a abomination. I can't tell if the shoe is forward or backwards. The shoe has about seven different shapes on it, okay? It it looks like a, a, a linebacker shoe, um, center fielder, a basketball player. Um, it, it looks like every sport could use this shoe. A shot put, like, a, this shoe is insane. And it's a sisterhood, part of the sisterhood collection, collaboration Nike has, but it's not a women's exclusive. So, I don't know. Uh, um, we also got the Dunk Low SB Wolf Grays. Fire. Am I copping? No. We got the Dunk Low SB Adobe. Saw them in person at uh, Heat of Summit Soul. Am I copping? No, but I've, they're fire. Yes. And then we got the Dunk Low Women's Exclusive Sisterhood. Fire, by the way. And this is the second dunk that I've seen part of the sisterhood, women's exclusive type thing. But women ain't buying it. And I mean, women are buying it enough to where you justify I gotta find my words before I get to that topic in the podcast I gotta find my words and, and protect my words garlic because I, I don't want to come off as a, a sexist pig you know word to Jesse Spano from say, say by the Bell like I don't want to come off as a chauvinistic sexist pig because I want to talk about the sneaker community as a whole not women and men and exclusives I, I really don't that's the one thing I will say I appreciate Amma Manier doing. Hey, this is supposed to be for women, but there's a lot of men out here. It is what it is. What's my favorite word? Sniatch. I'm going to get to it. For those who may not know. Some of you not on Twitter. Some of you may not have seen it. This may be news to you. But I'm going to get to that topic about snitching in the sneaker community on social media, using your platform to act like you're something so important to where you got to step in and speak up on something that is not even worth moving for.
Adidas, NMD, Human, HU, NMD, underscore, S1, Rat, Rayat, Riot. It's a boot. Fire boot, by the way. I want people to understand that. This boot is fire. The boot itself, fire. The shape, fire. The construction of it, fire. But I don't know. It's just not resonating with a lot of people. It's not It's not sitting, you know. A lot of people aren't looking for more sneaker on their foot. Like Adidas came out with these, no joke, about six years too late. No one's looking for more shoe on their foot. Because nobody going to be a small group of people who use these as boots and what i mean as boots is like boot things i don't know things that were that involve dust and dirt i don't know they're not still toes so you're not taking these to work boots like tims and stuff like that are worn casual not a lot of people are going to buy these to do so if you're going to have to make a decision if you're saying i'm in boot mode i want to wear a boot these aren't going to be the ones you're going to gravitate towards they're just not I would be different because I like them and I know I could do something great with them. But Adidas has to show us what to do with these. You got to show us what to do with these. Sorry, Pharrell isn't showing us what to do with them. He's not. Jeremy Scott, 2.0 wings. Fam, no comment. Uh, We got New Balance 990 V2 Teddy Santos Brown Purples. These joints is fire. Uh, brown, purple, and orange. I mean, this is perfect for Phoenix Suns fans. You know, um, they're just clean. Looks like high quality material. I like the shoe. The colorways are good. It's a little bit different. You know, some of these colorways you see people mixing, and you would consider like tacky. You know, I used to see red and pink together. I used to think tacky. You know, red and orange together. I used to think tacky. Um, brown and purple. I used to think tacky. But a brown with the orange and the Looks kind of fire, man. I'm not mad at him. Um, we also got a DTLR uh, 990V3 uh, grayscale. I like these a lot. I'm not a super duper huge fan of the 990V3 model, but I like the way they block the colors on these. I like the black in the middle behind the New Balance in, and I like the scale of the grays of it. Um, I, I do. Um, am I going to pay that price tag for them? No. Um, but them joints is clean. Uh, and then a New Balance Basketball Fresh Foam BB All-Star Fam. I've never seen a New Balance Basketball in the wild. And when I say the wild, I mean on basketball courts, in a gym, outside, anywhere. I've never seen a Kwai on foot. I've seen a Kwai on the shelves, picked it up, spun it around, took a look, went, hmm. I've never seen it. Kwai Leonard is, Kwai Leonard is essentially an Adidas athlete on New Balance. He ain't he ain't marketable. He can't get anybody to wear New Balance basketball. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray has a little bit more personality, but he's on the Nuggets. He ain't getting nobody to wear, and he's hurt a lot. He's not getting anybody to wear New Balance basketball. Uh, Dejounte Murray on Atlanta, he has all the tools, but he ain't getting nobody to wear New Balance basketball. I'm sorry, he's not. Maybe a New Balance hoodie, you know, a warm-up suit, a couple t-shirts, but you're not going to get me if I'm in the market to buy a shoe to hoop in. 
New Balance isn't in the top four. It, it's going to always be Nike. I would go Puma, then Adidas. And, and then I may explore New Balance, maybe. And I'm probably forgetting another brand, but I'm sorry. I would look at New Balance. I would look at Under Armour before New Balance for basketball sneakers. That's no lie. But shout out to them, man, for the effort. And uh, Puma, we got the YBN uh, Corday suede. It's like a Clyde high level. It's just a uh, altered Clyde. I mean, what do you want from me? Corday isn't somebody that makes me and probably not a lot of people be like, let me go check these Pumas out. Um, and then uh, something that was very, very popular uh, this weekend on social media was the Balmain uh, Times Puma Court uh, Black and High Risk Reds. Look, this goes back to what I, I was talking about with Gucci and Adidas, okay? Um, Puma is a big company. Balmain is a big company. I don't know who reached out to who. Adidas is a big company. Gucci is a big company. I don't know who reached out to who, but I'm going to assume that Puma reached out to Balmain for a collaboration. Okay? Now, this sneaker retails at $1,000. Here is my gripe with this. If... Because there are two things to this. You're going to have to pick a side. You can't be both. I'm sorry. Even if it's a collaboration, it can't, you can't be both. You can't be Puma and you can't be Balmain. You got to be one or the other. And what I mean by that is, is that if Balmain reached out to Puma to do a collaboration, cool, $1,000, I understand it. And these sneakers should stay in that realm on Balmain, Saks Fifth. Barney's. It should stay there. But these are on the Puma website. Which to me tells me that I think, and that tells me, I'm assuming, Puma reached out to Balmain to do a collaboration. This to me is where you're supposed to have where you have your Puma clientele. Your typical Puma clientele isn't out here buying $1,000, $2,000 Balmain's. Typically. I didn't say they can't afford them. I'm just saying that clientele is different. It's legit domestic and international. Balmain is like international. Puma is like domestic. Yes, I know they have international ties. Relax. I understand Puma is international, but relax. Let me let me do the podcast here. Can I? If I'm Puma and I'm reaching out to Balmain, I am giving my typical Puma clientele the opportunity to have the Balmain name and a Balmain product for a reasonable price. If these were 400, cool. I ain't tripping. Balmain, Puma, cool. That's going to be up to the typical Puma clientele to whether or not they want to pay that 400. Cool. And they're on the Puma website and other websites that sell Puma and other stores that sell Puma for 400 Cool. I get it. But having a Balmain Puma collaboration on the Puma website for $1,000 is bananas. Like, legit bananas. 
The only thing a $1,000 Balmain Puma collaboration on the Puma website would do would be an additional housing for those. Let, let's say they went to the Balmain website and sold out in seconds. This is just an additional warehouse or, or housing for those high-end clientele to go here and cop them. Uh, that's facts. When Gucci collaborated with Adidas, I thought Adidas, I thought Adidas clientele would have an opportunity to own a piece of Gucci for a reasonable price. I didn't think Cats was gonna be selling gazelles for eight hundred. I thought Gucci gazelles would go for four twenty-five. Be smart in your collaborations. Understand your clientele. Pick a side. If Puma reaches out to Balmain, this is going to be a Puma sneaker to me. If Balmain reaches out to Puma, it's a Balmain sneaker to me. Adjust your price point accordingly. That's just me talking on a sneaker podcast. I'm nobody. I'm somebody. I could be anything I want to be. But I know nothing about that relationship. I know. I know. I'm just talking. Just enjoy the podcast on your drive home. That's it. You sit at your cubicle, bored as heck. Just listen to the podcast, get through the day, man. You're on public transportation in one of these major cities. You're on the subway. You're on the bus. You're on an Uber. Just listen to the podcast to get through your day. You ain't got to agree. You ain't got to fully understand it. You can say, boy, that Greg be saying some crazy stuff. Just enjoy the podcast. It's free. All right, so let me let me explain something about this before I, I, I really get into this. And I'm going to explain to everybody who listens to this podcast in their car and those who may not be aware of what I'm talking about with regards to at Sneaker Fetish, Ugh, the gross name. <laughs> fetish is disgusting. Um, with regards to what he did on Twitter and social media, and this was sent to me in probably at least three or four text threads and got a bunch of DMs on IG, screenshotting it from Twitter. And then I got a few DMs on Twitter. And I got a few people, you know, yo, did you see this? Let me explain something to you guys about. First of all, let me do this. This doesn't rank up there with causing violence for sneakers. It doesn't rank up there with um, stealing from people for sneakers. It doesn't rank up there with anything violent. But it's legit, no joke, embarrassing. It is embarrassing to see a man, like an actual male, act like that on social media. Legit snitch on somebody on social media. When I talk about charge it to the game, hey, let me go back for those who listen to this podcast. We've always referred to somebody as a sneaker detective, somebody as a sneaker farmer, the sneaker, everything. It's him. It's at sneaker fetish for those who never figured it out. There was tons who figured it out and said it has to be this guy. It's him. Now, I got no beef with him. I got no problem with him. But let me tell you something. There has never been a relationship with he and I at all. And there never will be. And I'm not going to be one of those people that are like, yo, I'll unfollow, I'll block, I'm mute. Now I'm good. Block yourself. 
If you don't like what I say, block yourself. But what he did was nasty work. What's even nastier is the people on social media who follow him and, and okay it. Okayed it. Okayed it. Said it was all right. Said it wasn't a big deal. Said we support you. Said you trying to protect women. Fam, if you don't stop, I'm talking that's on some real political uh, uh, cult-like nonsense. Like, I couldn't believe some of the comments from people. Now, let me explain something to you guys about the definition, like the difference between snitching and ratting, okay? I saw people calling him a snitch. I saw people calling him a rat. He's a snitch. He's not a rat. Rat's two different things. Uh, a rat is like... And you could try to say snitch is the same thing. They're both in the same family, but let me explain something to you. Rat is a little bit different. A rat is somebody who will fend for themselves when they realize they found themselves between a rock and a hard place. Okay. It's where it comes from with like the mob. It's like being pinched by the feds. Okay. Um, it's where it's like you were participating in all the crime. You're participating in all the stuff. Now they got you hemmed up in the interrogation room. And now you're trying to figure a way out by any means necessary. That's a rat. I don't know if you remember on Fast and Furious 2. It was even a scene in um, uh, Game of Thrones. And I don't mean Tokyo Drift. I mean Fast and Furious 2, Paul Walker and Tyrese. Where they put a, a rat on this guy's chest and they put a bucket over it. And then they begin to heat, heat the bucket up. The rat started clawing and chewing at the guy's chest. It was going to barrel its way into its chest to get out of that bad situation. That's a rat. A snitch is like petty. A snitch is like when mom says, don't get any cookies before dinner. Your brother goes and get a cookie and you go and tell mom. That's a snitch. That's low level. That's what he did. It's low-loving snitching, but it's nasty work. It's disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. So, so let me go ahead and, and, and give us a quick synopsis of what took place, right? And this is what's funny, right? All of his reasonings were stupid. I'm not going to get into his reasonings for doing it because he's trying to hide behind the guise of, like, protecting women in the sneaker community. Some nonsense. That's what a lot of lame people do is when they try to hide behind these topics and these discussions or these main points that nobody has the guts to argue against. So they try to hide behind it. Like he legit thought and thinks he's saving, keeping the sneaker community pure by doing this. So, let me, let me get, so, so this is what happened, right? So I got this. I, I'm going to one thread that I got this in, right? Basically, some cat. Now, 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 let me make this clear. This cat, James Flowers at JFlizzy23, he's a clown too. Okay. Here's the thing I can't talk about snitch, and I also can't talk about cats that finesse systems and can't move in silence. You don't got to tell social media your play. You don't got to tell nobody nothing, but guess what? You a thought. You would thought that commented on his post because he had thought and it's just a thought community. So you couldn't help yourself. You thought you was being cool and, you know, hey, I went and got my size in the Amamanya 12s. So basically this geek goes and posts on, I'm assuming, sneaker fetishes thread. I don't know. 
It says, sent my sister, sent my little sister to social status here in Raleigh. She's a size seven women's and she confirmed a size 13 and a half women's with no issue. I don't know what a 13 and a half is in men's. I'm going to go shoot an 11 as a nine and a half for, uh, for men. So I'm going to go 11 and a half. I'll just go 11 and a half. So he got his pair confirmed. And he went on social media and had to like let everybody know. Don't be a geek. Don't be a thought. Now, by you being a thought shouldn't warrant any other thoughts. Here comes sneaker fetish. Thanks for letting me know. Can you look into this? And at Ama Menier, I have seen a lot of things in the sneaker community. I really have. I really have. I don't think I have seen anything more blatant like that. I mean, thought work. I'm talking real life thought work. And he really thinks that he's doing something for the community, trying to keep it pure. Now, let me tell you something. We started calling him sneaker detective because he just, you know, on the on on the on the trail of backdooring and sneakers. Charge it to the game. See, let me tell you something. If you're still having a hard time with sneakers being backdoor, if you're still having a hard time with resale. If you're still having a hard time with not getting your pair, you ain't a part of my community because you were never outside. Never. You can sit on Twitter and social media and tweet until your thumbs and fingers bleed. But if you on social media still complaining about those three basic elements of sneaker culture, you were never outside. You charge it to the game. Yo, so-and-so was backdooring. Look at this. They're backdooring. This person tweets, no joke, probably close to 20 to 50 tweets a day of utter nonsense. But see, that's the thing. And, and, and I'm more embarrassed for the followers and the people that converse with him. It's self-serving. It has nothing to do with the community. Trust me. It has absolutely nothing to do with sneaker community. It's legit about trying to get himself positioned in some door. This comes from a person I've... There has never been a sneakers app live that has been interesting. Never. There has never been one that's been entertaining. There has never been one that's been fire. There has never been one that's been awesome. Never. This cat will at the people on sneakers live and say, oh my gosh, you killed it today on the sneakers app. Thought. The fact that somebody says how they finessed. Let me, let me talk about being outside. Let me, let me go back a little bit to sort of make my point about being outside. Charge it to the game. People that listen to this podcast who were outside 
I would say raise your hand if you remember any of this or experienced it, but you don't got to. You were there. Any Nike employees, Foot Locker employees, finish line, foot action, you were there. Because I was there. I was there. I know you were there. Anybody in their mid-30s, early 40s, I know you were there. Were you there? I was. Me, me, you, eh? we were there. Let me talk to you about charging it to the game. I would like for those who listen to this podcast or watching this podcast, if you were in this situation before, because I've been in it plenty of times, you got to make a decision right there. And then you've been standing in line for a really long time for a sneaker. And here comes some, shall we say, unrulies. And what I mean by unrulies are... um. Potential thugs. Walk right past you, cut the line, get it right in line with the homie, about five of them. What you gonna do? Now you got two options here. You just go charge it to the game or you make a big ruckus and you be ready to potentially not get your sneaker and have a problem on your hand for quite some time. Now I'm from a different part of outside. Or once you have a a, 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 a scuffle or, or, or a run-in with people, especially people you don't know, you may run into them again. Guess what? Every time you see them, you're going to get into it again. That's just the error that I come from. But guess what? Majority of the time, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example, just like some blood in the Crips. Standing in line, here come a few Crips come up. They homie in line, they cut the homie, six of them. You number 12 in the back of the line, six more jump in front of you. Now you number 18 in the line. What you going to do? You going to go up there and tell them Crips, I'm, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> how you doing? I'm not sure if you saw the long line. Are you going to do that? You charge it to the game. And that type of example comes in variations. A variation. Damn, this box scraping my hat. Comes in a variation of forms. It may not even be unruly individuals. It just may be some cats that got some guts and just go cut the line and they don't give a shite. What you gonna do? Uh, excuse me. Um, excuse me, Nike. They cut. You gonna be that guy? They didn't punch nobody in the face. You charge it to the game. Let's talk raffles. Let's talk about when raffles had to be in person. Let's talk about you had to be there to pick up your actual ticket. It wasn't no pushing no buttons online. It wasn't no online raffles. You had to be there to get your ticket. You had to be there to get your one ticket per person. If you're listening to this podcast and you're driving or you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you don't got to raise your hand. Just think back to yourself and chuckle. Were you there when people would bring their entire family tree to get a ticket? I was. I was. I I was there. I've been in situations where it was mom, 
dad, stepdad, stepmom, brother, sister, aunts, and uncles coming to get one ticket to get the sneaker because it's the latest drop. I've been there. Did you go inside the Nike? Hey, hey, hey. You know, they're all. Did you go inside and tell? No, you charged it to the game because you understood the game. It is dog eat dog. Sorry. I know that may be a little bit hard for some of you to hear. Some of you that ain't got that dog in you. When I tell you we was outside doing what we had to do to get those sneakers, we was doing what we had to do to get them sneakers. We wasn't physically harming anybody. We wasn't stealing. We wasn't robbing. We wasn't breaking laws. We was doing what we had to do. Example number three. The mall would say, hey, no one's allowed into the mall until the store opens. You would see the line outside the mall. I don't mean in the mall outside the store. The line outside the mall in the parking lot. They would tell people, no, 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 no. go wait in your car. No lines in the front. Go wait in your car. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, come here. We're going through the uh, service entry. That's where all the cleaning crew grows in, service doors. We're going to go in the service doors, and we're going to find a little spot to hide in the mall when security mob through, so we be the first ones in the mall. You charge it to the game. When you got inside and you saw me and the homies, number one, two, three, four, five, and six in the front, oh, that sucked. That hurt your feelings. You had to get inside. That hurt your feelings. You charge it to the game. I've seen people bring babies. I don't mean one-year-olds. I don't mean two-year-olds. Oh, you're so cute. I'm talking about actual babies drinking breast milk, holding a binky, swaddled. I've seen stores give dad a ticket, mom a ticket, Little brother a ticket and the cute little baby a ticket. Google Gaga size 13, please. Google Gaga size 13. I was right there behind. I know a cat who wore my size. He brought no less than four or five people. I'm going to need six, nine and a half tickets, please. Uh, for my wife, for myself, for my five-year-old son, for my 11-year-old daughter, and for my baby. Goo Goo Gaga, size nine and a half, please. I'm standing right behind them. I just want one. They could win six. You charge it to the game. You don't walk inside the store and go, hey, yo, bro, that's not fair, bro. You charge it to the game. Seeing somebody snitch on social media is disgusting, nasty work in the sneaker community. Don't try to hit me with some, yo, we're trying to make the community better. Stop. The essence of sneakers is getting sneakers. Looking fly. Getting what you can't get. I know that's hard for some of you to hear. I know it is. I know it's hard for some of you to admit that you buy sneakers because you love the reaction you get from them. You love being fly. You love being the sneaker guy or the sneaker girl. You love it. 
Oh no, I just like to do it because you know, you know, just you know, just my thing. You know, I don't care about anything like that. Shut up. You charge it to the game. I have seen newborn babies get a, a a raffle ticket. I'm not joking here. I'm not lying. I've seen the Nike store give a dad a ticket that's supposed to be for the baby that swaddled Goo Goo Gaga nine and a half. And sneaker fetish is on here snitching. It's some nasty times out here. Nasty. I'm talking nasty times. Some disgusting times. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I honestly couldn't believe that when somebody sent me that. I was like, no way. That's when I had enough. You charge it to the game. I don't care that he went on Twitter or social media to say, yo, I got mine. I don't care. That's the game. I remember one time we camped out in freezing cold. We camped out all night long, all night. Oh, By the time it got to us in line, there were only so many sneakers left. That was my size. Nine and a half, please. Here's my money. Thank you, sir. There was a guy behind me who needed a size 11. No, no, I'm sorry. There was a guy behind me. Yeah, I'm sorry. He needed a size 11. There was one of the homegirls that I know. She needed a nine and a half behind him. There was only one nine and a half left after I got mine. Homeboy walks to the front. He says, I got a nine and a, he says, I got a uh, 11. I said, no, we ain't got no more. He said, what y'all got left? We got a nine and a half and a 13. He said, I'll take the nine and a half. Of course, my homegirl in the back heard him grab the last nine and a half that she needed. You know what she yelled? Yo, 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 he's going to resell it. He's going to resell it. Don't sell it to him. That's not even his size. You want to know what Slim said? And he may be dead. I mean, I'm pretty confident he was on meth. I don't know. He had a lot of problems. The cashier, the employee looked back at her, looked over me looked over him and looked back to her and he looked at her in the eyes and I respected. He said, once we take our money and we got rid of the sneaker, we don't care what anybody do with it, what they do with it. Charge it to the game. Sorry. I know you needed the nine and a half. You charge it to the game. Sorry. He could resell it if he wants to. He came, he stood in line, he came, he paid, he left. Sorry. She was heated, baffled, befuddled. That just means she ain't been outside with us. That just means she ain't never been finessed. That means that she has never put in that legwork. 
If you willing to snitch on social media on somebody who was able to finesse their pair of sneakers, you were never outside. Never. Because if you have been through some of the stuff that we've been through to get sneakers, you wouldn't even think. You wouldn't even dare hate on another man. This was an adult male that did this. An adult male who tried to hide behind the guise of, and I'm, I'm prefacing, of keeping like a release pure. This is a women's release. This is what he said too. When some people commented and said, Yo, the snitching is crazy. Damn. If dude had kept his mouth closed instead of bragging on the timeline, we wouldn't be here. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's your justification? Bragging on social media? That's 99.9% .9 of social media. That's almost 100% of the sneaker community. Your justification for being a real life hater snitch was because he was bragging for clout. Patooey. Patooey. Ding. Nasty work. You're not a part of my community. You can't be. There's no way you're a part of my sneaker community. You are never outside. If you're going to snitch on a man who figured out a way, he figured out a way to get his size. This is what's even funny. He says, we mention all the time how we're in the era of where people want to be more famous than rich and clout chasing is at an all time high. This is coming from a person who tweets all day and night. Talking about clout, talking about rich and famous, you joking, right? You're joking. You are telling a joke to me. You have to be telling a joke. There's no way. He's got to be joking. He has to be. There's no way. I know you are not trying to equate somebody just being stupid and be blind to yourself. This is a person that acts people who go on sneakers app. Yo, you killed it today on the app. Thought. Thought, 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 thought. Tweeting for reactions falls into that category. Tweeting for reactions. A person who snitched is trying to get on somebody about tweeting about reactions. 
this is a joke, right? You, you, you're joking, right? But when it comes to upsetting women for the sake of the reaction, upsetting women. Now, if a woman, if a woman, I would have been okay with a woman doing this. I would have. I would have been okay with it. A little bit. No, let me rephrase that. I would have been 50% okay with it if a woman did it. And I'm going to get to what I brought up earlier about how I kind of had a little back and forth with a friend of mine about men speaking for women. Let me tell you why. Women have always been trying to fight for a spot in the sneaker community. And I'm talking about like a real legitimate spot in the community, like equals in the sneaker community. Equals when it comes down to releases from brands, whether it's better boxes, the extra laces, the correct you know shape and styling of the shoe versus having to wear a kid's shoe. They've always fought for that. It was always viewed to me as just being equal with the men. Not a special place into it. Now, this release right here, like I said, I would have been 50% okay with it if it was a man that snitched. I'm sorry, if it was a woman that snitched because it is their woman release. The release was specific for like women at first before the general raffle went out. And at the same time, the other 50% 50 of me would have been like, nah, sorry, young lady. You're a part of the sneaker community. We're equals. The game is the game. Charge it to the game. You're a part of the community now. The community now. It is dog eat dog. When you eat, you eat. When you finesse, you finesse. Guess what? You're a part of the community now. Don't go snitching. Nah, this is a part of it. Don't go snitching. And some of you may be listening to this going like, yo, it's a great trip. And like, oh, no, a great talk about like, I mean, I don't care. I don't care. Nasty work. Because this is in, 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 in like, I was outside. I have never seen nothing like that. I, I I have never, ever seen anybody. Now, if somebody would have said, I robbed the store, cool. You act the hey, this guy said he robbed the store. You go ahead and do that. That ain't snitching. You a civilian. Nasty work. I honestly couldn't believe it. But see, that's the era that we're in. We're in the era where instead of going and minding your own goddamn business and doing what you got to do, you know, let some of the homies know, hey, they're releasing the so-and-sos today. Be ready. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm too OG. Maybe I've been in sneakers way too long, but I'm from that era. Yo, somebody told me they secretly releasing these joints at the store of the street. Yo, let's go get them. Don't tell nobody. Somebody give me a tip. I don't run on social media like, yo, FYI, the store up the street is getting them. Nope, sorry. Going to get mine. Going to see if the homies want theirs first. Then if you guys find out, it is what it is. See, that's what that's what's funny, right? 
A lot of these individuals and stuff like that will say stuff like, yo, I wish sneakers would go back to when they would just randomly release them and just put them on the shelves. No, you don't. Because guess why? You would go get your pair and you couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help yourself but take a picture and post it. Yo, got mine. You couldn't let it be a secret. None of you could let anything be a secret. Oh, and that goes for um, uh, James Flowers too, snitching on himself. You just couldn't keep that to yourself. Now, I'm not excusing sneaker fetishes, fetish to snitch. Said fetish twice, three times. That doesn't excuse it because you a thought that he got to be a bigger thought. Doesn't excuse it. But shut up. It's okay to shut up. It's okay to shut up. For anybody listening to this podcast, for anybody listening to this podcast in your car, on your computer, or anything like that, charge it to the game. This is what's funny, right? I mean, are we snitching on people that got five sneaker accounts they got five cell phones now are we doing that are we adding adding nike yo um so and so has five sneaker accounts are we doing that now because that's the game you do what you gotta do if you got five accounts your wife got an account you made an account for your son you made an account for your mom because i was there i'm outside Hey, um, they're going to be sending out this tweet later on. I'm going to need you to download this app. Uh, I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to do that. Can you do that for me? Cool. Ten minutes before the tweet goes out. Hey, everybody, um, it's going out. Just get your phones ready. Open up the app. Go here and just wait for it. As soon as you see the thing that says, you know, put add in cart, add in cart, please, and pay for it. I got you. I was there. You snitching on me? You snitching? I was outside. You were never outside if you snitching like that. I've seen newborn babies get raffle tickets. Goo goo. Gaga nine and a half, please. Wah. Wah. Seen it. Was there. Participated. Christmas release. Purple cheetahs. Ta-ha. Me. Both my kids. My wife. And my oldest son came home with a haul. Came home with a haul of LeBron Christmases, a haul of KD Christmases, a haul of Kobe's, a haul. Stacked against the wall. Stacked. Hey, what's up, my boy? You still looking for the LeBrons? I got you. Retail. Got you. Hey, my boy. Did you say you needed a Kobe and a seven? Got you. Hey, my boy. You say you needed them KDs? Oh, you and your son? Got you. A haul. If you never stood inside Nike when they were calling raffle numbers live and you didn't have your brother with you and your KD Year of the Dragon release. True story. I know a guy who owns his own business. And when I say owns it, he's not the manager. He owns it. He's the boss. He owns it. He can open and close the door when he wants. He brought his employees to the raffle. He said, oh, yeah, I just told him, cats, I'll pay them overtime. KD4, Year of the Dragons, or Chinese New Year, whatever they are, Year of the Dragons, whatever they were. 
brought his employees. They did some type of construction work. They were dusty. Had they been to Nike before? No. Did they have their steel toe boots on? Yes. Were they getting raffle tickets? Yes. And the owner who was the homie said, yeah, I'm just paying all my employees over time to come up here and get a ticket for me. Did he leave with two size 11s? Yes, he did. You charge it to the game. Did we go inside Nike and say, yo, 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 he brought his employees here. That's not fair. Nope. He brought four employees. They got five tickets for all size 11 because he wanted two pairs. He got two size 11s. You charge it to the game. You do not snitch on social media. You do not snitch ever. Now, if you wanted to go on the back end side and DM Amemenier, do your thing. That's between you and your sneaker god. You want to go DM them? Go knock yourself out. But to put that on public Twitter and act like, yeah, don't worry, gang. I got you. Disgusting. Patooey. Gross. You weren't outside. Y'all can act sneaker fetish. <coughs> Saying that. Y'all can at him if you want. He can. I don't give a shite. Somebody may even come to me and say, yo, you should hit that man up first. No, thanks. Because when that geek went on there and told what he did, he should have hit him up first. You want to be a thought on social media? I'll treat you like a thought. Don't give a shite about this podcast. I'm solidified in sneakers. I'm solidified in podcasting. You not. You are a social media Twitter thought. Hey, hey, y'all. Uh, uh, yo, y'all remember the Galaxy Pack? What a time. Thanks. That doesn't get brought up every All-Star year. Thanks. And, and y'all be like, yo, let me tell you something. This is what's even funnier, right? Some of the people that were in his comments in support of his foolishness, I was like, let me go ahead and be a thought and look at some of these profiles and some of these Twitter timelines of these individuals who are okay with this. Clearly people that weren't outside during a, the real era of sneakers. Clearly not them. But let me go ahead and look at their profiles. Some of them cats, not many, some. Yo, gonna is a snitch. Huh? Free thugger. Gunna is a rat. Huh? And you in support of man snitching over sneakers? And you on your regular timeline calling Gunna a rat? Allegedly? This is what's funny, right? You would call somebody trying to save their life a snitch. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But for somebody snitching on somebody, we're talking about the man said he was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, I don't know where sneaker fetish, I don't know where sneaker man is from. But I'm, I'm pretty confident two different time zones. Long distance snitching. Collect call snitching. Ugh, nasty work. I'm done with that. You can add him, tell him, I don't give a shite. Because guess what? Knowing him, he'll probably tweet about it.
Nothing. All right, so let me talk about... um. Sorry, I had to uh, send a text. Um, let me talk about a little discussion that I, me and Ruby had a back and forth on with regards to um, she had watched the podcast and said that, you know, she was triggered over the fact that um, the Penny Twos that came out the other day or last weekend, this past weekend, it was the Rosewood colorway and it was a women's exclusive. You want to say a women's women's exclusive? I guess you use exclusive for that. Um. And I said, no one asks for this. We don't need this. Now, I'm going to try to explain this in a way to where men and women will go, I kind of see his point. You may not think I'm right. You may not think I'm wrong. But you got to kind of understand it, all right? She felt that men should stop speaking for women in the sneaker community, okay? All right, bear with me. I'm not trying to be a male chauvinistic pig. Word to Jesse Spano, saved by the bell. You weren't outside. Just like I said earlier, women who were into sneakers always really fought or pushed, we'll hit push, pushed for the quality in the products they get from these bigger brands. For those who may not know or remember, and I'm more talking about men, women would have to buy the kids' pair of sneakers versus the adult version for a woman. So just for an example, so it would be like um, buying Airmore Up Tempos, right? You know what an Airmore Up Tempo looks like? The pennies that say air on the side. It would have all the air bubbles through it. A woman's version would only have just one air bubble in the back because they would have to buy the kid's version of it. Even if they made a woman version, but if you had to buy the kid's size version, you wouldn't get the, the correct box. If we bought Concords, Concords came in a sliding box for men. Concords and the kids came in a regular Jordan fold box. Women wouldn't get that slide box. When it came to other sneakers that came with a lot of extras, you know, three laces, you know, maybe a pen or, or whatnot. Women didn't have that. Today, women got that. Equal for it. There are a lot of women that are in sneakers that have paved a way for themselves while still staying aligned with the majority, which is men. There's not a lot, and I'm saying this respectfully, there isn't a lot of women who have ventured to the side and has really provided a lot of sneaker content for the masses. I I could be wrong and I would love to be educated if people could share with me. And when I say share, I don't mean send me two, two women sneaker reviewers. I don't mean to send me two. And I also mean women contributors in the culture that are contributing something besides fits. 
I mean no disrespect. I'm talking sneaker reviews. I'm talking um, IG lives. I'm talking podcasts. I'm talking sneaker videos. I'm talking anything that provides something of opinion on the culture, on sneakers to it. Not just they post a lot of pics and stuff like that and get a lot of likes. I want to say this respectfully. I have invited a lot of women on this podcast. I'm talking a lot. I get people who always say to me, yo, you need to get more girls. You need to get this girl. You need to get that girl. Yo, send me the IG. They send them. They send them. They send them. They send them. I follow. I follow. I follow. I follow. I message. I message. I message. I message. Oh, I. No disrespect. I'm talking about the messages that I get. Oh, I really don't know that a whole, whole lot about sneakers. I just, you know, I just like buying what I like and wear them. Okay, cool. I'm not going to put you in that situation. This is facts, what I'm about to say. Well, you know, if my boyfriend can come on too, or, you know, I got to say what my boyfriend say, you know, if he's cool with me going in the pot. I'm talking about over the phone. You can't come. You got to ask for. I'm saying this with respect and with factual proof of this. Oh, um, can you send me the questions ahead of time beforehand? So like, you know, I don't get blindsided, but blindsided. This is a sneaker podcast. This isn't ABC World News. Oh, um, can you email my my manager marketing team for me? To, what the? I just asked if you want to get on the phone to talk sneakers. Why do I got to email your marketing team or your, your manager team to get you on? I'm not paying you. Ain't no money in this. That's what we are as sneakers, though. Cats got to get their manager or their agent to vet the podcast first before they come on because they can't ruin their brand. Women have right now to me have solidified their place in sneakers. And, and those examples I gave, I'm not speaking for every single woman. I'm just saying that those are the prime examples. The thing was men speaking for women, right? If you go back to early sneak disc, right? If you go back to early sneak disc, you go back to early sneaker YouTube, you go back to a lot of early sneaker content. Wasn't heavy women stuff. And what I mean by that is it's like women sneakers. Every single week now for releases, we got to discuss women sneakers. For sneaker of the year, for, for, for all the stuff that we do at the end of the year, every year, regards to sneakers that came out that year, you have to include some of the women exclusive sneakers because they're just that fire and they're making super duper marks in the culture. They are. But here's the thing. There's not a lot of women making their marks with regards to opinions, with regards to their thoughts on certain things with regards to well, opinion and thoughts, same thing with regards to providing consistent content and really, really building something. I'm sorry. There isn't 
there are plenty, plenty of women out here who are, I'm talking, consistent with posting a fire fit in a sneaker they rock today. There are plenty of them consistent with that. And I applaud all of them. Fire fits. I've talked about on this podcast. These women are out here outdressing you men. You better step your game up. Facts. That's the best part about having a podcast. There's proof. I got proof. Proof. I got over 300 episodes of proof of things that I say. I ain't going back to find it, but feel free. I feel that sneaker culture, men and women are equal now. We're equal. I can and have to discuss whether or not that woman's exclusive sneaker is ugly. That women's exclusive sneakers is not really needed. That women's exclusive sneaker, I'm not sure if women were asking for that. A women's exclusive, I mean, I guess... To me, I still firmly believe, and I don't think I have to say it, but like a lot of things that moves sneaker culture as an entirety does start at the majority, which in this case is men. I think men and brands have done a great job to make sure that women aren't excluded. Women count, women matter, but also their point of views and opinions and stuff is that as well. I'm a consistent person on social media and YouTube that provides my opinions because I was outside on sneaker culture. I pay attention to sneaker culture. I pay attention to people in the culture. I pay attention to what's coming out, what dropped, what retro, who said what, what's in, what's out. A lot of it is opinion based, but I'm stick to it. I could literally name about three or four other shows that were predominantly women who had a good run of like eight shows, never came back. I can. And that's no disrespect. But I do believe that men can speak on all sneaker topics, men or women. If I could get on this podcast and say um, that Doran Becker sucks, I can say that women's sneaker sucks. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about anybody. Every single year, somebody posts that topic, probably sneaker fetish, (laughs) patooey. Sniach. I'm pretty sure every single year somebody posts, yo, should men have opinions on sneak on women's sneakers? Huh? There isn't no women's sneaker community. There isn't no men's sneaker community. It's sneaker community. You can have an opinion on us and how we act and what we do, and we can do the same. We're all on the same team here. 
And that's to me. And I mean no disrespect if you took that in any way. I just need you to think about it and go, I mean, he's kind of right. He's not right, but he's not wrong. You know, it's just some days you don't want to hear it. I know how men can act on social media. I just talked about for 30 minutes about a man being a snitch. Ugh. I know how men can act on social media. I know how they can act when it comes to sneaker releases. I know that. That's open game. But guess what? That's for everybody. There are some sneakers that I feel like are just unnecessary for women in the grand scheme of things. I don't think any women need. There's a select few. I know them. Shout out to Kixie. There are a lot of them who I know that are into it. I get it. But like if there was never a, a, a women's exclusive 90s basketball sneaker, nobody would miss it. That sneaker that Billie Eilish has coming out is a classic sneaker. And that joint got Billie Eilish name on it. Huh? Women ain't looking for that sneaker. They not checking for that sneaker. You're not going to convince me they are. There are some who like it and are going to cop and who know what it is and understand it. I'm not saying all. I'm saying majority. You're not going to convince me that a majority of them are looking for the forced basketball low. You're not. Now, you can go, yo, don't speak for women. You can do that if you want. That's fine. But we're on the same team. This is sneaker community. We are on the same team. You know, I had talked about the other week about a lot of the Adidas stuff like that just not really resonating hard in the sneaker community based on the people that they have representing the brand, whether or not it's athlete, whether or not it's entertainers and whatnot. And a lot of it boiled down to the people that they select to represent their brand, Adidas. They're not doing their part in representing the brand. They're not strong enough personalities to make you want to have or wear what they're wearing. They're not doing enough to make you feel like they're relatable. You know what's funny is I got into a discussion with a coworker at work and we were talking about Rihanna and Beyonce, right? And, uh, you know, she was talking about how bad the, uh, she didn't like the Super Bowl performance, right? And I said, man, that Super Bowl performance was fire. It was boring. Like, what? You didn't bring anybody out. Fam, that was a flawless performance of jams. What did y'all want? Like, it was fireworks. It was people in the air flying. It was dancing. It was jam after jam after jam. Said that she's no Beyonce. I said, yeah, I know that. But guess what? Beyonce ain't no Rihanna either. Let's bring it back to brands, right? My whole point about the Beyonce things is that Beyonce is on an upper echelon of like untouchable. I had talked about I've never seen Beyonce drive a car. So I've never seen Beyonce eat a, eat a piece of candy. I ain't never seen Beyonce brush her own hair. I, I, majority of women can't relate to her. 
There's a reason why a lot of people love Rihanna so much, right? Rihanna could be up here at the top, top, top with the billionaires and rub elbows and shoulders with the billionaires. And the next thing you know, you can see her walking through Central Park wearing a gigantic football jersey with ASAP Rocky smoking a joint. Oh, shit, I did that before. You could you see Rihanna at the most finest gala wearing a, a nothing but a beautiful gown, nothing but luxury. And then you see her laying in a hammock in the Bahamas with a coconut and a joint. You'd be like, hey, I did that before. I can relate to that. Man, she, I like her. That's what I'm talking about, the difference in it. Shout out to the homie on, on Instagram uh, at Yamero, I think. I don't know. Yamero. Y-A-M-E-R-O, I think. I don't know. He said, what if Beyonce was on Nike, right? This is a big what if, right? And basically, somebody has said the same thing, like, what if Patrick Mahomes was on Nike as well? It would be major dramatically different. It's really hard to make that um, be definite in that response because it's almost not fair. When you're a specific person, you really get to see how much influence you really have on where you go. You do. The hard, power, the hard part about making this distinction on whether or not if Beyonce or, or Patrick Mahomes or Pharrell or anybody on the Adidas was with Nike is that Nike has more classic silhouettes and stuff to pull from that we adore more than we adore than the than the than the entertainer does that make sense like if beyonce was on nike and came out with a a dunk sb and it was just flawless material and perfect we love dunk sbs more than we care that it's a beyonce sb See, when you're a Beyonce on a brand like Adidas who has a struggle of maintaining consistency with sneakerheads and, you know, um, the general public, you know, who was more Nike than Adidas. They're banking on you love Beyonce more than you hate their product. Does that make sense? Like, they're banking on, you know... I would never in a million years wear uh, uh, Adidas top 10, 2000 basketball sneaker. But since Beyonce endorses it, I will. That's what Adidas is banking on. Nike doesn't have to bank on that. Does that make sense? So it's really hard to make that distinction. I hate to bring them up again, but the one who really does have influential power is, is Kanye West. It was really up in the air on whether or not he could bring that same energy from Nike of cats needing that sneaker to Adidas. We weren't sure. I wasn't sure. Kanye, because you can argue or not whether you think Adidas... Kanye sneakers are fire or not. That's between you and your sneaker God. But Kanye's influence outweighs whatever Adidas puts out there. It don't matter. You want it. That's the difference. 
I hope that makes sense. I feel like I'm making sense, but I hope that makes sense. A Travis Scott goes to Adidas, not even close to the same. Not even close. You're not going to tell me that Travis Scott is enough that he goes to Adidas. You'd be on Adidas. You're not going to. Sorry. I think Nike knows that too about Travis Scott. Now, Travis Scott is a bigger personality public-wise. His music is more relatable to the young people. But here's the thing. Nike knew exactly what they were doing when they had Travis Scott come onto the team. Just think about every single sneaker Travis Scott has. Travis Scott has some of the greatest sneaker silhouettes of all time models under his um, reign of Nike ever. Jordan 4s. A top three Jordan all time. Jordan 1s. A top three Jordan of all time. Jordan 1 lows. Dunk SB. Jordan 6. A top three, top five Jordan of all time. Wait, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? And then they let him put his own twist to it. He altered it. Different colors. Turned the swoosh around. Add some things to it that made you go, whoa. That's different than your traditional A, B, and C, what you typically see with a lot of endorsement deals. That's the difference. So it's really hard to make that distinction. Like if Beyonce was on Nike, people would sell out. Well, it might because we have a bigger relationship with Nike sneaker models than we do with Beyonce. I hope that makes sense. Um, Shout out to All-Star Weekend. It was fine. You know, shout out to the dunk contest. It was definitely better. You know, I think um, I think we're at the point to with the All Star All Star Weekend is that like if you just come into it with your expectations of like really low, then it doesn't suck. Like regardless of how bad the dunk contest has been all year, I've never thought All Star Weekend sucked. It's just the dunk contest used to be in such a high regard that it disappoints. You know, the last shoot. Shoot, last 10 years, it feels like. Shout out to uh, Matt McClug, I think his name, McCluggin? I don't remember. Won the dunk contest. You know what made his dunks, what what made it awesome? He did some great-looking dunks, and he made them. He dunked it, made it, dunked it, made it, dunked it, made it, dunked it, made it. Didn't chase the ball down, didn't look for it, didn't have any bad passers, didn't have to, like, you know, bail out of an attempt. He did his thing. Utah, to me, just ain't a place to have an All-Star weekend. Sorry. It's boring. It looked boring. I saw a lot of empty seats in there during the All-Star game. I feel like they made it extra dark in there to, to show how empty it was in there. It looked empty in that joint. It didn't look cracking. It didn't look interesting. It didn't. Sorry. It just didn't. Beautiful city, I'm quite sure. But they got strict alcohol laws. or They don't even sell alcohol. I don't even know the rules out there. Sorry. I'm not going to Utah for that. I've never been to an All-Star weekend. I want to go. That's on my bucket list. I ain't going to Utah for it. I'm not. Let's get this top 10 list going. 
I appreciate everybody who likes or subscribe to share this podcast. I appreciate everybody who bear with me through this podcast. I know it wasn't a typical podcast, but like I said, this sneaker podcast goes through everything that involves sneaker culture, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, you may not agree, doesn't align with your beliefs in culture, sneaker culture, point of views or anything like that. There may be some, you know, young ladies or women who take what I said to an offense, maybe didn't understand it. Maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I didn't get it. It's going to be some men that are going to get on here. You know, maybe a mad tweeter who's going to say, yo, he's going against women. Not even the case. There are a lot of people who just watch this podcast based off the like one minute clips that I post. I think a lot of people think the podcast are just those minute clips. It's not. It's an hour and a half, two hour podcast every single week free for your listening to get you through the day. I want everybody to know sneaker culture is everybody's boy, girl, women, man. There is no sneaker culture for you over here, sneaker culture for you over here. There's no, this ain't no gang. We are one. That's what started happening with sneaker culture, which started turning it the other way. When the people started making fractions, there was the Adidas boys over here. There was the, the, the Nike cats over here. There were the, the luxury cats down here. There were the independent designers over here. No, we're all one. And that's it. Ain't nobody better than nobody. Ain't nobody untouchable from any criticism. If there's something you don't know, ask. Always use your best judgment. Don't be a jerk. Unless you have to. Let's do the top 10 list and get out of here. Not sure how I feel about this episode, but <laughs> I told you guys, I'm doing whatever. I, <laughs> look, the podcast is on its last leg, possibly, all right? I'm enjoying doing these solo episodes for you, and I appreciate all the love and support that everybody shows me by showing their appreciation for me doing this. I really, really do, but it's time-consuming. Top 10 Air Max 97s to me off the top of my head, so I don't need to hear about order. I would love to hear your list. I really would. DM, message, comment, your top 10 Air Max 97 to me. I love to see it. There's a lot that I probably forgot. I know I did. Like I said, this is off the top of my head. Number 10. I can't even read this writing. Oh, I'm sorry. Number 10, Air Max 97 Wolf Grays. This was a general release sneaker that everybody slept on. I got these joints at the Nike outlet for $67.09. The last pair sold on StockX for $400. I still have my pair. Beat. Wore them. Beat. It is no joke. Just a gradiated Air Max 97 gray. But it's something special about it. You get it in hand. You look at it, you put it on your foot, you'd be like, this joint right here is fire. It is absolutely a top 10 Air Max 97. You could have it at 1, you could have it at 10, I don't care, but it's a top 10 to me. Number 9, I got the undefeated green, the olive uh, Air Max 97. I mean, the undefeated green was, I mean, it basically caused riots at Sneaker Con. I'm sorry, at uh, Complex Con, the very first one. I mean, the videos of that, they tore down the booth for this sneaker. Ridiculous. They undefeated, obliged, they made some more, or at least released some more, and nobody wanted it. Disrespected it. 
for those who understand the undefeated lineage of Olive. You need that. If you appreciate undefeated, you need that 97 in the olive green. <clears throat> Number eight. I think this one was called, oh, running clubs. Air Max 97 running clubs. There's a blue one. There's a blue one and there's like a brownish one with red and some blue on it. But the blue one, fire. The white laces with the white tongue and the materials are impeccable. Look them up under retail on many sites, still sitting on regular sites. I'm not just talking about StockX and Gold. I'm talking about like regular websites. You just type in Air Max 97. You may be able to find a pair in your size for the LO. They know. Number seven, Desert Skies. Desert Skies is one that I probably found about like two or three years ago. It's like sand color at the bottom and light blue on the top, like the sky. These joints materials are crazy. They're beautiful, fire, ridiculously executed perfectly. You see those in hand, you see those in person, you see those in line, you got the opportunity to cop, cop it. If you love Air Max 97s. Number six, I got the off-white 10, the OG white one, the clean one, the all-white crisp with the black swoosh. Now, you can substitute it for the Serena version, the gray with the gradiated purple and pink. You can. But for me, it's the OG 10. Shout out to Virgil R.I.P. White, crisp, black swoosh, clean. Put your jeans on top. Number five, I got the Air Max 97, the OG Atlantic Voltage Blue one. This was highly disrespected. There are a lot of OG colorways and stuff like that that people like. They take so long to retro the OG colorways that you forget that it's the OG colorway. If there's any Air Max 97 that should have just been a must need and a must cop for anybody who are in the Air Maxes, who are in the Nikes, who are in the Nike running shoes or casual. The Air Max OG Atlantic Voltage is a must cop in the Air Max 97. It is unbelievable it really is and it was disrespected by you and me but i copped later number four the sean weatherspoon 97 slash whatever one you can say whatever you want about sean weatherspoon him as a person him as a social media person whatever but there's undeniable uh, you can't deny the shoe you can't there are some who legit didn't like it. There are some that think it's whack now. There are some who think it's one of the greatest of all time. I'm one of those ones who thinks it's up there with one of the greatest of all time in the sneakers. There's a, if there's a top 50 list of sneakers, it is definitely in there. It's maybe in the top 30 to me. It is executed perfectly well. They use corduroy different materials that a lot of that a lot of people hadn't seen on sneakers before. The different colors of it were done well. You could wear that joint with anything. Them joints were clean. You could sit there and say whatever you want about him. You could do whatever you want. You could be still bitter because you voted and didn't get a pair. Do whatever you like. But you cannot deny that sneaker in this place is sneaker culture, period. Number three, the Kashima Antlers. So I had this sneaker, right? I sold it to a guy in Germany when I sold my entire collection when I was in college. You know, some stupid thought shit. Um, did I curse? Anyways. Um, I 
These joints had like elephant print around the outside of the 97. The air bubble was like that griffy freshwater blue all the way through. Um, and it had, it was Kashima antlers. It had the antlers logo on the tongue, I believe. Um, these joints were super clean. I beat those to the ground. I wore those on a regular basis. The one thing which a lot of Air Max 97s have, and this was one of them, it had rubber pull tabs on the back. And if you actually tried to use a pull tab appropriately on those, it would rip off. I had ripped the pull tags on them joints and ended up having to cut them off because I had ripped both of them. That sneaker right there is a rare sneaker. I got mine off pickyourshoes.com. If you were outside and not on social media snitching on people, you would know what pickyourshoes.com is. They were just sitting forever and ever and ever. And I was like, man, I'm just copping. I copped very last pair of pickershoes.com had just one nine and a half that just nobody seemed to want. Number two, silver bullets. No need to get in a furry discussion about that. It's an OG. A lot of people don't remember when silver bullets first came out. I was a freshman in high school. Um, silver bullets came out in two. One was a women's. And one was a men's, both silver. The men's had a red swoosh. The women's had a purple swoosh. I had both because I was that guy. And number one, to me, you can switch silver bullets with this one. I don't care, but gold bullets are the best to me. Golden bullets, gold bullets, gold rush, whatever you want to call them. They're the most, uh, probably the one of the most well-executed gold sneakers of all time. There have been people who have tried to kith. A lot of people have tried to execute gold on a sneaker, and it looks tacky and awful. But the gold bullet is that one, all right? That joint is classic. It's OG. I mean, it, it matches everything. Like, it legit does. A gold Air Max 97 is like a sneaker staple go-to. I think me and George have done that one, that like top 10 list of like sneakers you'd never, ever give up. Gold Bullets is one of mine. Probably in the top five. To me. Like I said, that's my Air Max 97 list. I'll do a recap real quick. I got number 10. I got the Air Max 97. Um... Oh, Wolf Grace. Sorry, my handwriting's bad. I got number nine. I got the undefeated uh, green uh, Air Max 97s. Number eight, I got the Running Club blue Air Max 97s. Number seven, I got the Desert Sky Air Max 97. Fire. Number six, I got the OG Off-White 10, the clean white 97 with the black swoosh. Number five, I got the Air Max 97 OG Atlantic blue voltage OG classic fire. Number four, I got the Sean Weatherspoon 97-1 or 1-97, whatever it is. Staple. Sneaker history. Number three, I got the Kashima Antlers. Rare. Rare. Let me know if you see a 9.5 for $200.04 and low. Number two, Silver Bullets. Nothing to be said. Y'all disrespect Silver Bullets. Go to your local outlet and grab yourself a pair of Silver Bullets if you don't have them. Number one, gold bullets. They come out in March. Um, if they haven't released already in a few overseas joints, don't stop disrespecting your sneaker collection. If you don't got gold bullets or silver bullets, stop disrespecting your sneaker collection and go get you some. You understand? Word to Mike Rich. You understand? Get you some. All right? That's all I got for you guys today. Like I said, I appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. That's a sneak disc. Pow, 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 pow.